What's in the book? Uh, Anna, you uh, see Anubis in front of you as you ask, what's in the books? What's going on? And he looks up with a, his jackal head breaks into a big smile. Come on, man. Don't leave me hanging here. I gotta know. What'd you find out? What's up? But, right, you, you, you know how uh, you, you asked about your friends, right? Uh, where they were. Were they in the Book of the Dead? Were they in the Book of the Life? And for a long time, they weren't in either. Now they, they are in the books again. Both of them? Let me look through. I do, who who did you want to know about? Give me the names one more time. I think I I think I've got all of them. Unit AU nine eight two, aka Rust. Accounted for. Which one is he dead? Uh, with that one, he he kind of gives you like a like a sad nod. Uh, I already knew that, but it still hurts. All right. Um, Jorg Jorg. Accounted for. Dead or alive? alive yes <gasps> yes all right okay um uh frick what was the name of our combat teacher if only i could think of it in this moment uh you had joy simons and daryl albertson yes the other joy simons teachers. it has come to me as from the heavens <laughs> joy, <laughs> joy simons joy simons accounted for and alive Awesome. Okay, and uh, Daryl Albertson. Accounted for and alive. Oh. Okay. I uh. I got some things to tell my friends. I don't know what you did in the past few days that would have changed things on a cosmic level, but you did something. Oh, I did now something. Go do it Crazy again. home slice. You have no idea. Good. Now go do it again, home slice. Okie doke. All right, I'll see you later. Thanks all for right. the fruit gummies. They're always appreciated. Yeah, love you, bye. Oh, bye. Uh, and you uh, feel yourself being pulled back towards your body in the medical bay, kind of like cross-legged on one of the beds, and you feel yourself like form back together in your body and then fall down onto the bed. At this point, you guys, uh, as the, the ship itself in its entirety is about three more hours from Anora, considering how long you guys have been going. That is nothing. Who was kind of the first to come out of their little uh, reflective time? I mean, I would go out screaming, probably, just trying to tell everybody the thing I just realized. As you, Okay, so as you walk out screaming, I feel like that might be the thing that pulls everyone else out of it. And kind all of, right. like, gets them all to the same space. I love that. Yeah. Guys! Guys! Come here! Please! I have something to tell you. Huh? I have, what? I have been blessed with some wonderful news. Or knowledge. Or something. I just gotta tell you it, like, now. Ship activate autopilot. Okay. You want... You want autopilot? You yes! Pilot. Yes! Fi yes, please. Fine. You could... That's all you needed to say was please, and I would have done it without being sassy about it. Everybody okay, I'm leaving. gather around. <laughs> Is everybody uh, where, here? Where does everyone gather? I guess on the on the like main deck. Yeah, the main deck. That's what I was gonna do. Oh, I, I guess I didn't have to take it off autopilot. Well, no, 
that you can pay attention more since you don't have to okay fine to yeah yeah you're right <laughs> thank you bella <laughs> and what's going on all right so you know how whenever i was talking to anubis and um about like whenever we were trying to find rust in the first place but he wasn't appearing in the book of life or death and that was sort of what we assumed everyone was sort of falling into this state of never existing, like our teachers and everything. Well, everyone has officially appeared in those books. So something has changed. Hmm. First of all, Joy Simons, Jorg, and Daryl are all three alive. Good. No reaction. <laughs> I was no trying reaction. to let other people react because I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is something we sort of already knew, but Rust has been confirmed dead. I'm sorry, but we already knew it at this point anyways. Blue doesn't say anything, obviously, um, but they just silently break whatever they're holding. I don't know, some kind of little machiney thing. A pencil. A, a machine pencil. I guess that's a mechanical pencil. <laughs> yes. I, nope, I, different I, thing. I, I just invented it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pencil, a pencil machine, not a machine pencil. This one shoots pencils. Yeah, it creates Whoa. pencils. It's going to solve that intergalactic pencil shortage we were Wait, dealing with. So like, like, a pen, like a pencil sharpener? No, no, just no. like a pencil shooter. It's like a gun. Okay. With pencils. I was, I yeah, was thinking just like, constantly you know, I, shooting them out. It's, it's like very, da- it's wildly three. dangerous. I don't know. It's straight out of Small Soldiers. I love that movie. That's a great movie. And Jim anyway, loves it let's, canonically. Let's, it's vintage. Let's move on with the actual show. Nah. <laughs> All right. It's Welcome so to Nat Wonderful, a small soldiers oh. fan cast. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the news I got. So that's things are looking up a little bit, anyways. Not, of course, for our fallen comrade, but it seems something else is going on with the false Hydra or one of the God Slayers, the Devil's right arm, or whatever that thing was called again. But that's something. So we're on the right path. There's something else. Oh? I... I had a vision when I was alone just now, and I... I talked to a god. It was... It was Tolthheim, um... The god of, like, keeping on, keeping on, or something like that. Um, continuation, that's it. And he... He looked familiar. And I think I know why. I think... I think I saw him when I was a child. He had me get back up when I'd been beaten down. And then he left and I never saw him again, but... That moment was the only reason I kept going. And didn't... Give up on all of it. On life, on everything. And... He caused it. He was there. I... That's got to mean something, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Being contacted by a god in general is a pretty rare thing. So what did what did he say to when you last saw him? 
Well, he was being very cryptic. I think it's in some kind of code they have that they have to be, but... Okay, DM, I straight up don't remember what he said. <laughs> um, Exposition! In, in your meeting with Tolthime, he, um, he said a, a few things that seemed important to you. One was that he said that uh, there was obviously a connection between the six of you. Um, and that the connection was important. He also said... That the connection was right in front of you the whole time. I relay that to the group. Cryptic, right? See? Am I am I alone in this? That's pretty pretty dang cryptic. Is yeah, this like the follow your gut thing? Oh yeah, it's probably because Tolfine was the one who was inside of Oh jeez, I oh. forgot his name. <laughs> He's just like Steve. this. <laughs> yeah, Tolfine just kinda sucks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a cryptic mofo. I know. But there's got to be something connecting us. And what if it's, what if it's him? If it's Tolfan? Yes. I mean, I if he, if he came to me, who else might he have come to? I mean, I've only been contacted by one god in my life. That you know of? I guess. But, I mean, I don't know why I would forget that. Maybe you didn't forget. I don't know. It's it's a what? weird theory, but I just wait. He was like just a guy that like like a guy that I you met. Stand <laughs> up. I, I, yeah, what if God was one are, of us? Yeah. Are Are you saying like one time on the street I gave a homeless man some money and then he said something cryptic and walked away and that was Tolfheim? No, probably more like one time you were gonna do something that would have taken you down a different path and then. Some random stranger did something that seemed small and meaningless, but it actually changed the course of your entire life. Weirdly, no. <laughs> nope. And, and a roll a history check. Okay. I feel like this is the Raven Queen or whatever if you take the Thieves' Path in Skyrim. Anyways. <laughs> I just have a big fat oh, hunch about this, guys. Wink, wink. All right. I'm going to roll a... Hold on. What is D&D? How do you play this game? Let me stop talking my character voice. Uh, history check. Ah! That one! <laughs> oh, no. Anna doesn't know her name. I don't... See, I've, I've literally never met anyone in my life before, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anna, as you actually um, think back a bit, because... Um, you remember the day that you were found on the surface again uh you remember the uh fan the, the two doctors helping you and picking you up you think back a little bit uh you remember being in pain from climbing your way out from the underdark you remember all of these things kind of coming back to you and then you remember a man sitting on the side of the road bump the doctor that eventually became to be basically your dad and saying would you look at that a drow above up here uh and then as soon as your parents walk by that man he disappears whoa i guess i do remember this 
Imagine what would have happened if you'd gotten a 20. Yeah, like what happened if you passed the history the check? The thing is, <laughs> if I passed the history check, I would have actually been right and Tolfine would no, have had nothing to do no. with this. To explain the mechanic, it pretty much is just like nat 1 or nat 20, you remember exactly anything in between there. I kind of like have va- varying shades of it. Oh, so literally the only ones. time where you won a nat 1. No, I think it's, this was just this was a proof. whole show is called Nat Wonderful. Do you expect me to just make Nat ones bad all the time? Oh, I'm a little. How D and D works? Yeah, I feel like I feel like this was less of a history check and more of a prove and a wrong check, and that's what I was rolling for. Yeah, yeah, fair. and you know what? Anna had it coming. Yeah, I'm saying this all in character, so like. Rose <laughs> <laughs> wonders who Anna's talking to. Um, no, she's she's just looking sort of away the whole time and quiet. But she also tries to think about anything strange that may or may not. Like, if there was a moment for her like that. Yeah, go ahead and make it, make the check still. Apparently in 11. Yours, uh, it's a little more concrete. Like, you can remember facial details. But you remember the recruiter for Star Academy as he came into your village? Because most military recruiters are not old men. A weird bald guy with a beard trying to recruit people to go to space? That seems pretty strange in retrospect. I'm thinking back to, and I got a 17. You remember back when you were very young, back when uh, you were still with your father, you remember the race where your father won thing, and there was this so-called mysterious benefactor who donated the ship, and you remember he was being seated to watch the race, and you remember a older man with a bald head and a beard and glasses watching the race. And you remember him being announced as the man who donated today's prize. Ah, uh, the recruiter's name was Mr. Roshi. <laughs> I think there was a guy there that donated the ship that's name was Roshi. <laughs> Interesting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Time Roshi's boy. an anagram for... It spells... Steve! It out, it's an anagram that spells out all of our names. Don't think about it too much. It's an anagram, <laughs> anagram. which means Anna's connected. And, and Molly's in there, too. like what genies are. I guess Molly also <laughs> tries to think about it. Uh, you remember the day that the uh, military officer showed up at your house to inform you that your wife had died. Uh, And you remember a baldish man, balding, not completely bald, but with a beard, uh, dressed in military uniform there to deliver the news. How how do we know that this is the same being? Fair. (laughs) I don't know who this man is. 
I feel like that's how Molly would react if she saw like a picture of this guy. Like, who is this man? She doesn't have the best short-term memory. I don't know why. Well, I guess that's such a big moment in her life. It would make sense to remember. Hmm. Mine is so insignificant. They just wanted me to go to space. <sighs> like, like she had no massive life event. Nothing really more than this enthusiastic old bald man with a beard saying, Go to Star Academy. It's in space. <laughs> I mean, I guess see how much that changed the course of your path, though. Molly's gonna run back to her room. <laughs> uh, be right back, guys. Um, to kind of consult the uh, Necronomicon. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if it would have anything to do with like gods, or. I mean, there's only there's only monsters. one way to find out. <laughs> yeah, so she's gonna look at that, and also before doing that, just revisit that false hydra, because if I remember correctly. If you get bitten by it, it like causes you to die, and also if it if it you. kills you, everyone forgets. I think is or wasn't it wasn't it if it bites you? Yeah. Well, it said if it if it fit, like it fit if it finishes you off, you're erased from existence. Fuck you, If if it makes you come. Yeah. If it finishes you <laughs> off. Sorry. If you finish with the Hydra around you, you get to you get to be erased from existence. Yeah. Listen, no, what it's saying is if you if you freaking doink the Hydra, we erase you from our existence. <laughs> Cause we are so disgusted. No, but like if the bike causes you to die. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Molly has that the page to the the false hydra. She wants to just kind of revisit that and see exactly what it says. So, I mean, it it says just that. It says, you know, from you know, from what people know, as soon as you look away from the false hydra, you should not be able to remember it. As well as if the uh, false hydra kills you, you are essentially erased from existence. Cool. So. Presumably, if the teachers are confirmed alive now, people should remember them now. And shouldn't people also then remember Rust now, since Rust is in the book now? I, mean, I don't think so, because he's still dead. Yeah, from but the he's Hydra, you know. But, but he's, he's in, the, in book. the book. He's in the book, though. Like he's going to be he, remembered. If if Anubis can remember him, everyone can. Everybody knows that. That's Rose. the rule of Anubis. <laughs> Rose gets out her communicator and sends a text to Tree and asks Ooh. about Jorg. <laughs> hey, have you had any classes with insert teacher here? Like she just, she just What's his name, George? Jorg. 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 Yeah, what, what, how, like, how do, you, do you remember if I'm spelling it correctly? Like, quick, I think quick. it was George George. Yeah, right. Basically, she sends, she sends a message and waits to see if there's a response it's not long later before tree gets back to you it's only about th 
three minutes, but he's been he's learned how to type faster, and he says, "Hey, it's been a long time since I've heard from you. How are you? Are you okay?" Also, yes, we know George. I had a class with him yesterday. What are you talking about? Huh? Huh? Gosh. Uh, Rose Rose freaks out and just sort of, but like, hops around for a moment, not really saying anything, but just freaking out. (laughs) Nice of the universe to restore to people, I guess, false memories of being educated by someone who was like, up until recently (laughs) erased from existence. Guys, guys. Tree texts back really fast now compared to what they used to. <laughs> We're, all that's character We're all shocked. <laughs> oh, good for him. That's, that's, she's jumping that's around. That's incredible. Guys, so it normally takes some ages. And then she's like, but, oh, oh. Tree remembers Jorg and says that they had a class with them yesterday. Do you think it was actually yesterday? Or do you think that's just when the memories were restored? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Well, ask if he remembers Rust. I'll I'll slide that in. But he said, wait. He said it was been. He said it was a really long time since we've spoken. So uh, then the timeline. Ah, uh, it might. Uh, okay, and she just gets to the. She gets back to the communicator, and she basically says, "Hey, tree." <laughs> Uh, it has been a long time. We've extended our sh- our stay. We're, sh- we're working hard. Recently had some time at the beach. I didn't get to go out in the sun much, but you know, hopefully we'll be back at the academy soon. And then she continues on. Ah, I'm glad he's been teaching. Uh, he he was one of my favorite teachers. You know, I remember I remember him fondly, and I miss hanging out with you. And then she adds. Oh, I've heard most of my group is away right now, but have you heard from the our robot friend Rust? I I, I know you guys met. I haven't I don't has has he been around? Um, and she basically sends that off. Uh, while we wait for a response, because I assume it still takes a couple minutes, Jen speaks up and asks, "What changed? Why are why are these memories coming back? Why?" Why are they in the book now? Why are what's going on? What shifted? I mean, I did freaking Doctor Strange a god out of a out of a man's body. Molly did chop that pillar in half. Yeah, that a lot a, a lot has happened. A lot of wacky stuff. Uh, the monastery exploded. Then what do we do next? Are we still are we still just going to keep checking in on the bomb and see what we can make from that? I I don't know what to do. I, I mean, I guess, yeah. Blue types out a message to everybody and projects it in front of them that clearly our lives are being orchestrated by some other being, so whatever we do, we can assume stuff will happen (laughs) you know things will follow to what end i swear if someone says balance i'm gonna lose my mind (laughs) (laughs) bad 
Wind, don't do it. It's been a hard couple days for Jen. She go. I'm gonna snap. Oh, speaking of that, I think I want to go by Kestro now. Oh, that's a cool freaking name. That's that was my uh, that was my dad's name. Oh, Kestro. And I like it. Seeing as the monastery's gone, I don't really need to go by Wind no more, huh? <laughs> so, uh, Kestro or Kestrel? Kestro. Sinestro. Kestro. Like Sinestro. Yes. Okay. I don't know who that is, but yeah. The the classic Green Lantern enemy core, you know. I don't know. Wrong podcast. No, it was during that, the war. That doesn't exist. It happened during the war. I only know about that from listening to my favorite podcast, Just Super, <laughs> featuring Cordell and Kate. And all of this is going on, uh, you actually get a uh, a beep coming from around the ship, and Bella chimes in and says, oh, Yes, it appears that we have a message of some sort coming in towards the ship. Would someone like to pick up? I don't know what's going on. Should, should I? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I'll pick up, mm-hmm. Bella. Uh, as you pick up this message, you see uh, on the, like, what would be, like, the windshield, that like, that kind of area of the, uh, the cabin, a giant projection is displayed, and you see the planet of Anora. Nice. Cool. Describe then, it. It no. is... It's different than how uh, even Blue kind of remembers it, um, but it is this mostly uh, water-based planet, and um, you can see on the surface it is extremely, like, foggy and misty constantly, Um, and uh, it looks like there's a lot of coastal civilization, Uh, and then out over the water there's just patches of, like, you see the ocean, and then you see this, like, silvery, gray thing that you, you can't quite identify yet. Uh, but you can tell that it is, A, not natural, and B, it's just, it's big. It's very big. Uh, and as you see the planet of Anora, and it's kind of, like, rotating on its axis uh, in this projection, so you can get, like, a 360 of it. You hear the following. Greetings, and welcome to Anora, your one-stop planet for all things relaxation and fun. Explore our spectacular floating resorts and find all that you need to escape your miserable life on the ground. Join us today. As the message ends, you get this, like, kind of weird music going on in the background as the projection goes away and you are left. And you see in the distance, much smaller, and you still, you can gauge, by now you're about an hour to an hour and a half out from Anora, but you can see Anora in the very distance. I feel like the first sound that you all have whatever even heard Blue make is when the voice starts speaking and they realize that this is like they have no idea what's going on is just them like 
Just a low growl emanating from Blue the whole time the voice is speaking. <laughs> yeah. You I didn't realize Anura was such a touristy location. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. I just pictured a big college that covers the whole planet. Blue is really smart. Yeah, that's like... That's... Yeah, that... Yeah, that. Has it always been like this, Blue? They shake their head. They have no idea what's going on. Oh, no. A brief history since Blue has left. Without a war, a planet that has been vastly colonized by people looking for something to do and looking for the next spot, and most importantly in this area, a place where the planet is all about military intelligence. Other things have to happen to keep an economy going. The brief bits of technology that could be salvaged and used for public consumption slowly were in throughout time the anoran government lost control and was slowly taken over by the federation the current government system as you will for the galaxy and the current government system was not comfortable staying on the ground it was so humid it was so damp it was so dark it was musty all the time so why not take the conjuration fusion engines that they had and figure out a way to make floating cities and many of the anorans were hired to work in the floating cities and they were paid well enough to live if you call that a living and now the surface of anora is mainly reserved for just anorans while all the uh, richer people live in the resorts above this sounds kind of familiar <laughs> or a brief history of Earth as well, yeah. depending on like yeah. what country oh, you're part, like come from. Oh no, Caleb's state. secret political agenda in every campaign he writes has shown through yet again. Oh. Do you guys oh. think it's a metaphor? No, I, I think this is just a story, Jen. You're just a character. You're not even a real person. What am I saying? Oh, Anna, do you feel it too? I can that feel we're not it in control coming in the air tonight. Hold on, oh, Anubis. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, we're Rose, on Anora. Rose doesn't have a tech spec from Tree, I assume, and therefore not yet. Tree has not responded yet. Like Rose is gonna go back to her little cabin area, wherever she's been staying. She's gonna go there. She'll sort of slip away. As you guys slowly work your way towards Anora. You have about an hour left. Is there anything else you want to do while on the ship? Yeah, Blue messages their parents because I don't think they've actually <laughs> done that yet. Um, and they say, coming home for a quick visit. What happened to the planet? A few minutes later, one of your parents messages back. Oh, well, they... They finished up the floating resorts, and we've, you know, we've moved. We we live more, we're a little more coastal than we used to be. And then a few minutes later, like, they send that message, and then they send, like, where to find them now. Um, and then a few minutes later, send another message. Are you bringing Rust with you? Uh... Mm. Oh, Jesus. 
I remember. Are you reading her messages over her shoulder? Over their shoulder? Yeah, blue messages back. Rust wasn't able to make it, but I am bringing some new friends. You made new friends? It's just like the only message. Like <laughs> <laughs> Blue ignores that message. <laughs> A few minutes later another another parent messages you separately and just says, uh, I cannot wait to see you and meet your new friends. Yeah, you know, Molly was gonna take a look at the like rest of the Necronomicon just yeah. to see if there was anything about this strange god, the strange balding man. Yeah. Um you I mean there is like a section on gods. Um it's not like there's not like a list of each god and you know it's not it you know it's no fantastic gods and where to find them or anything. But as you are looking through and trying to find more information, you do find a passage. Uh it's about one paragraph long. And it goes into how, although most people believe that gods remain aloof and stand away from the action, most gods are directly involved. Um, And a lot of them find ways to blend in with human culture to influence things to get what they want done. Uh, I, I think the thing to possibly get that, that, that like would gather from that isn't, necessarily like oh this is surefire proof of what's going on but this makes what Jin thinks very plausible to say the least hmm anything else i have one question and that's how long has it been since rose has woken up like when she was out how many days um from the time that you were like out out it's been about Maybe a day and a half. Okay. She's she's just gonna lay down until we arrive. Sounds good. As you guys get closer and closer to Nora, um Bella, you know, makes an announcement like we're approaching Enora uh Wind, I don't know your new name. You just I it's hard to remember these things. Uh, I'll try. Kestrel. Close? Uh, whatever. Kes- Kestro. Kestro. Right. Kestro. Okay, okay, thank well, you. Right, Kestro. Could you take over the piloting? Because docking is uh, better done yes. by a person. Oh, perfect. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I, I do it. I do the thing. As you land, you start to hear that, like, weird announcement that you heard earlier yet again as you kind of go into land and you uh see a message pop up on the little display next to you in the pilot seat kestro and it just reads um you know what docking number you need to go to and basically where to park and uh it is not far uh, it is this one is actually on the surface level though. They send you down to the surface at first. All right, we're all parked and safe, I guess. Uh, guess Are we gonna take in. a take a sea taxi down to Igop? 
<laughs> Why, of course, that's the whole reason we came here. Wet pancakes. That's their slogan. Oh, yeah, how do we, like... I guess we'll get to... We'll cross, we'll cross that water when we go underneath it, but how do we breathe underwater? Well, that's my innate ability, so forget y'all, I'm leaving. Yeah, but... Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you just hold like, I don't just get do why y'all are freaking out about it. Breathing underwater is literally second nature. Um, Jin and Blue high five <laughs> as they walk off the ship. And then <laughs> Blue is just like uh, halfway well. through transforming into a shark or something. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 well. As you guys get out, uh, the, the docking uh, bay that you guys are in is not far from the coast. It's only like. I would say maybe like a like a block or two away if I was going to put it in like relative terms. Uh, Is this a nautical block? <laughs> it's a so a Minecraft block. block? Um, oh no! Um, <laughs> I just had to think of something with block in it. I'm like partially sick. My brain is foggy, but it, it's a short walk to the shoreline, and as you approach the shoreline. Uh, there are like legit, it's like a taxi service to get you from above water to underwater, um, as well as like a gift shop not far from here. Uh, and there's, it looks like there's a lot of stuff in the gift shop. They said in the GM tone of maybe you want to check out the What's gift in the shop? gift shop? <laughs> Guys, I feel like we should go, go in, in this shop. gift shop. Yo, let's check out that gift shop," said Cordell. Finally, when finally, it's a. There's like this janitor really yelling and pointing at the gift shop. We should oh go. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Apparently, I'm an interplanetary janitor now too. As you guys walk, as you guys walk into the gift shop, there, there's like a like the normal gift shop stuff of like a shark tooth necklace other things there's like an ed hardy tattoo sleeve um that you know that kind of stuff and then they have a specific section that says uh on the sign above it it says so you're going underwater and (laughs) oh is this the air breather section uh yeah actually you do see it's uh they have a little like mask that you can wear like it basically they have it in different things for different races so they have like you know a bird person one they have one that looks like it's made more for like uh for like cat people one that's like they have all different shapes and sizes is what i'm getting at and it is called the it's basically called a circulation breather uh and what it does is it filters the uh element that you breathe out of the water so that you can actually breathe and you can actually set it to where different elements are filtered out so if you breathe carbon you set it to carbon and then you breathe in and you're breathing in carbon and you're fine this is just like my favorite star wars movie listen that was the first thing i was wondering i was like is it like the thing of star wars what if you set it to carbon and you breathe oxygen you die you die you die normally but you wouldn't know about it, technically. Well, you didn't you set just... it to carbon. Whoops, accidentally set it to carbon. A list of things that Caleb has accidentally referenced. Among <laughs> Us. Star Wars. The prequels, specifically. <laughs> the prequels, specifically. This is not an exhaustive list. I um, And, like, how fine-tuned do you have to set it? Because, like... 
most of most of the air we breathe is nitrogen and then like some of it is oxygen wait guys look the third rule underneath this says don't think about it too much yeah when, oh yeah as castro picks yeah, it right up here it says it stop asking shot. so many questions let's just breathe underwater <laughs> that's the secret to any campaign written by caleb burley is just don't think about it too much it's, it says <laughs> it's not that deep it also has a fourth it's, it's rule that says theater rules yeah under fourth it's, rule it says rule of cool is mst3 K rule. Uh, Jin, while they're all those air breathers or posers and looking at the aquatic stuff, Jin walks over to the like display of uh, brochures and starts looking around for stuff. Just whatever's available. What What's there to do on this planet? Oh boy. Uh, th- this is going to be fun. Uh, because it's a resort planet by this point. So you have... Uh, there's like two rows easily of like fine dining experiences that you can do some on the beach some up in the sky there is uh you you see like see if two rows of that you have another row that's like shows to see in the sky resorts you have another row that's just like family friendly options and then you have a road that's just like stunt options like oh you want to impress your friends Here's a way that you can jump off the sky city into the ocean. Like, that kind of stuff is going on. Um, can I borrow that flyer? Jen, thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's Remember not to like set it a, to carbon. Set it to oxygen. There's basically, like, if you think of it, if you can think of it, there is a way to do it here. Neat. Just kidding, I'm waiting for you guys. So what's the plan? Uh Jin finds really a flyer it. for a tattoo parlor and pulls it out. Yes, you do. Uh you find you find a tattoo parlor um that is called the Lucky Finn Tattoo Shop. And um you see that in there they have like a few different options that actually has their pricing. Uh they price by the hour. And then they have a separate pricing list uh, that says magically imbued tattoos, and it is a different price list. Oh. You see those, like, dollar signs in her eyes like a cartoon. She's thrilled. Jen, how did you do that? That sounds pretty sick. How did you do that with your eyes right there? I think think the (laughs) A-Rod bomb might have done something so that when I'm really, really excited about sick tats, my eyes make dollar signs. Man. Only sick tats? That's the only thing that's done it so far. We'll see what else happens, I guess. That was like... Well, what's the deal with... What does the flyer say about these sick tats? Her eyes turn into dollar signs again as she reads. Oh, it says loud. free. Wow, free tattoos. That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're all super free, and we can get as much magic as we want. No. It also says this tattoo jumps <laughs> you up to level 20, which I don't think not, that's no, real. No, no, that's not it. Oh wait! Flip it over. This is not a tattoo parlor. This is a this is a gag made by Mad Magazine. That what? Yeah. The, see, that one was actually just called Gotcha Tattoo Emporium, uh, where they promise free good tattoos, but they're magically imbued to do bad things, <laughs> like give you disadvantage on everything. I guess. Um. No, the actual tattoo it it is set. You, Jin, as you look, um, it it is fairly expensive but 
you remember that you still technically have a line of credit through Star Academy. <laughs> Yo, time to embezzle. Aw, matching tattoos for everybody. Everybody gets matching tattoos. I and they can be magic to give us more powers. Uh, and the way magic tattoos work is they're actually in D&D Beyond already. Um, and you basically attune them to yourself. So, uh, that is an option for people. Um, How do and... I find these? Uh, I don't know. Jen, Cordell was the one to find them and send them to me. Yeah, basically, I, I think it's Cordell the coolest way the you can be magic. Stuff. Yeah, Cordell finds all the wild stuff in D&D Beyond, and I'm the one sitting there like, dang, I've played since 7th grade, and I have no clue about any of this. Like, <laughs> uh, I, Sheesh! Yeah, looking at all... like You can just kind of look up uh, magic tattoos. The one I'm specifically interested in is the barrier tattoo, which uh, magically ups my AC while it's attuned to me. Depending on... There's like uncommon, rare, and very rare don't quite remember what Caleb and I agreed on. I think it might have been rare. But it would make my my uh, AC 15 plus dex. But a maximum of plus two, so I could top out at 17. Ooh, yeah. okay. So that is something. Uh, there is basically like... Anora uh, is partially my plan for like... If you guys want specific items, you can get them on Anora. Like, that kind of stuff we can talk more about it off camera for the next you know recording session but this is what this is also you do actually have stuff you need to do on anora yeah after massages yeah, yeah you can get a great group on for massages um as you guys slowly look at everything that's going on you have these these racks of stuff everything within this thing we zoom out uh, and we see the coastline as it is with, like, basically parking garages all over it. We zoom up and we see the floating cities and we see Anora as a whole. And then we cut to the 